Welcome to Stupid About Children mini podcast, where we play with ideas that we don't often think about when it comes to our kids. So I was talking to a friend who had another friend um, whose 15-year-old was uh, suicidal, and she was sharing with me some of the things that she had been through when she went over to help out at their house that day. And anyway, it's open to discussion. We started talking about some stuff, and I was just sort of bouncing back. Um, yeah, just like what came to me, um, when she was expressing and there was definitely some stuff that I was bouncing back that she immediately, um, made it very clear that, wow, that was new information or she would have never thought to say something like that to her kids, Um, or yeah, I just, and it made me realize, okay, you know, this is the type of thing. This is what I wanted to do is open that discussion. This is when we parents need to be sharing more. And especially when it falls outside of the norm of what we are always dealing with as parents. Um, and, uh, especially if it is, sort of your own take, you know, your original own take or what you would have said. We don't share that kind of stuff enough as parents. Um, And also uh, in this particular case, it was me kind of translating a bunch of the adult personal growth work that, you know, I'm into personal growth, growth stuff. And I read articles and things and um, studies and such, uh, And I was just translating it for a child. Um, And it was sort of outside of the norm of this particular woman's, uh, you know, behavior or parenting or what she would think of uh, when she parents. So I thought, all right, well, this is the stuff. This is the stuff that Stupid About Children podcast is really supposed to be about. Or it was kind of my my inspiration and like what it was supposed to be about. So, um, I thought, all right, well, it kind of seems obvious to me, or maybe, you know, it doesn't seem, it didn't seem that beefy of an idea, uh, to me at the moment, but because she had that reaction, um, I felt like, yeah, absolutely. I gotta go and make sure that I bring it up and, um, bring it forward. So, as I said, she was talking about a 15 year old child, um, that was feeling suicidal. And, um, I started mentioning how I have, you know, also a teen, um, and how, yeah, they can get really heavy and really heady. And maybe it's hormonal. Maybe it's that whole stage of development where they feel like they're on display. I mean, there's all these reasons or uh, theories as to why this happens when they're transitioning. And I was just kind of sharing with her how we deal with that too sometimes. You know, she gets really bogged down if like one thing kind of happens and I say, you know, hey, I need you to work better with the group and be responsible for taking your stuff to the car. And, you know, uh, hey, you didn't take anything to the car today. How is that okay? Um, You know, then later it'll come out. Let's say she's writing a letter to a pen pal or something. Um, Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't think she would share this publicly. So it probably wouldn't come out that way, like, you know, to to a pen pal. But um, in some way, I'll end up finding out um, uh, 
her take on it where it's like, I really need to work harder to be a better family member because I'm letting my family down and they're so disappointed and I'm not pulling my own weight or, you know, something that's exaggerated. And it'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. You know, you got there from where we, you know, me giving you a very normal, very things that happen every day because it's going to happen every day for the rest of your life, whether you're a child or not a child. I mean, of course, you know, as you're, when you're a child and you're growing, you're supposed to get a lot of feedback. You're supposed to get a lot of feedback because that's the deal. You're kind of an apprentice, you know, you're learning. If you were an apprentice or an intern at a job, you're knowing that you're going to get a lot of feedback. That's kind of your deal. Um, but even when you're not a child, you're going to get a lot of feedback and you should. That's like great. You got, you know, and, and that you're paying attention to it. If you don't notice the feedback, um, you know, that's that's not going to be as helpful. And that's going to mean less growth for you. So anyway, being able to take that and understand it and put it into context is important. So, you know, you got some feedback. It wasn't cool that you didn't put all your stuff in the car and it and it wasn't something that you were thinking about. And it was a moment where you maybe zoned out or whatever, but that doesn't on the whole mean that you're letting your family down. Uh, I don't feel let down by you. And let's clarify. And, you know, as parents, we may feel shocked about these things or feel like, God, well, how do I know if they're taking it wrong? I mean, maybe we should just check in and like make sure uh, that we say these things, maybe preemptively. But then again, you know, sometimes in the moment, if we're saying it, like if in the moment I was like, hey, you're not letting me down, but I really need you to pay attention and take your stuff to the car. One, it might reduce the impact of me saying like, hey, I need you to take your stuff to the car because that stands alone and it's separate and it needs to be taken seriously. Um, or two, the she may not even hear it. She may just, it might be just so muffled um, because plenty of times I have said things like that where I'm, you know, saying, here's what needs to, you know, happen next time. Here's what didn't work well for me, but, you know, still love you. This is not you letting me down. This is not a big traumatic thing. And that doesn't even get heard anyway. So actually it may even be best to just like check in at different times, just go back and revisit it when the brain is out of that state. And that kind of brings me to that next thing. You know, when I was chatting about it, I was, you know, in the way, the way that I try to put it in terms for my child is explaining things just like I did about the apprentice, okay? Like explaining things in a very logical, rational, like here is what's going on. Here's why this makes sense. Here, you know, here are the cogs and the wheels that are at play. And if we can understand the machine, you know, if we can take a look at that, then we can understand the machine even as we're being affected by the machine you know and the machine being our brain the machine being our our society the machine being you know what's happening to us the stage of development we're at whatever but if we can understand that even while we're being affected by it um it gives us it just gives us a more complete picture and a little bit more control to kind of pull out of it so um you know, I was talking about like the brain I've had to discuss with my daughter, like, hey, know this, you know, just like we know that like your stage of development right now is a particularly intense one because you are transitioning like that is the deal. Of course, that would be challenging to transition from childhood to adult. You're now taking on a lot more responsibility and it will feel that way. And it may feel like you're taking it on sooner than you might be ready, but at the same time, you know, passing the baton is always that you never actually feel totally ready to get like a whole new, um, 
you know, set of responsibilities or a whole new level you know, to level up. You know, you always feel a little scared. Um, and that that's kind of the team thing. Like that's kind of what your job is right now. That makes sense. You are an apprentice. So if you're getting a lot of feedback and you feel like, oh my God, I'm a teen and everybody, my mom is always telling me things that I'm not doing right or whatever. That's also kind of the deal. Like also let's put our heads on straight and like realize where we are, where we really are. The machine of this is that, you know, you're an apprentice right now. That is kind of your job. You are learning or in training to be an adult. And it's like tough to train for a totally new plateau um, that you're trying to reach. Um, and then on another level, your brain. I wanted her to understand, we talk about this a lot. Hey, you know, understand the machine of your brain. Your brain remembers more negatives than positives. And the reason this felt so cliche but it was so different to my friend. She was like, wow, I would have never thought to say something like that or like, oh, I need to be reminded of that myself. Um, but this is something, you know, because I love personal growth stuff and that just happens to be my thing. I read about this all the time. It's almost cliche to me to like read yet another thing that talks about how we have a, a bias towards negativity and things. And um, that this just it's just how the brain works. They've done so many tests on this um, and so many different ways uh, and little nuances of the ways that it shows up. But yes, it makes much more sense for our brains to remember the negative things or the bad things because that is better for survival for us than the positives, right? So we're talking at the level of, you know, survival and brain functioning and where we came from and how we evolved and all this, you know, it's going to be much more important information to store. So our brain is going to give it much more resources um, to to know which boy, which uh, berries were poisonous, you know, uh, to remember when we threw up <laughs> and to remember when we were sick and when bad things happened, when, you know, another, uh, animal came out, uh, a predatory animal came out in a really scary attacking mode towards us, you know, like which places had really slippery rocks, which places didn't go well, which, you know, efforts, whether it be, uh, hunting efforts, gathering efforts, eating new foods, or, you know, traversing a river or a particular uh, mountain or terrain, what things didn't go well, you know, that's the stuff that our brain is going to use um, its storage power to remember more so than, you know, sitting in the river and looking up at the um, sun and just sunbathing and enjoying the heck out of yourself. You know, it was like, oh, well, this was a wonderful moment. But you can see when you have a brain and resources that may be limited, like maybe memory resources, it's going to kind of uh, go with what it thinks is a priority. Like it's going to be much more important to remember which berries were poisonous and how horrible that was um, than to remember all the good stuff like, you know, what was that funny joke that he told that was so hilarious or, you know, something like that. Um, it just makes more sense. So we do have that negative bias. We are going to tend to remember the positive or the negative things more than the positive. And that's just it makes sense. Our brain, our machine is kind of doing what it thinks is a favor for us. But what we have to know is remember that going in. Remember that. So remember an extra remind yourself. Um, you know, and so my daughter and I do this where it's like, okay, you know, you think or, you know, in this moment when you're really feeling like you've let your family down and that they are let down by you or that, you know, you're not a great team member or something like that. 
I know that you're remembering like me saying that this didn't work, but didn't I also say yesterday and three times today how um, helpful you are and how great you are with your brother or whatever? And, and just to remind each other of those things and to remember to remind ourselves or to stop in any given moment when we're feeling pretty bogged down in that overly negative way and like just check in, ask ourselves like, okay, but has she said some positive things too? And I'm just forgetting those or glossing over those. And, you know, it's hard to train yourself that way because the first impulse is going to be like, no, nothing, nothing. She doesn't say anything. All she tells me is negative. Like maybe, absolutely. I've been in that headspace, but you know, to just really ask again, like it is, it is certain, it is sure that I am probably remembering things more negatively, especially in an impulse reaction moment. So let me check in and make sure I've gotten the balance, you know, and, and there are also some positives. I mean, my daughter will immediately be like, oh yeah, you did. Um, you know, and so then she gets to see, uh, in real live action, like you see, you see how it works. Like you see how your brain does pick up and grab onto the negative stuff more. And it makes sense that it would do that. And it's okay that it does that, but you just got to know how that machine is going to tend to go and, you know, offset that. Um, even when you're being affected by that sh machine and by those feelings and by that very mechanism of skewing things towards the negative, you can be aware of it and, uh, you know, know how that machine works. So we talked about that. Um, and yeah, this, this other mom was just like, oh, wow, I wouldn't have thought to put it in terms of that or to kind of bring that into parenting or something. Um, there was another thing um, that kind of relates to what I've already said that did also come up when she was talking about the girl who was suicidal. Um, and the girl was, you know, expressing um, and like how beautiful, you know, how beautiful that she would even be expressing how it felt for her um, or be in be well enough, be willing enough, let's say, because well isn't even the right word, but just willing enough to like express. So uh, whatever. But she was saying that it was like a video game. She was saying that she starts feeling like really panicked and a lot of anxiety, like she had just been dropped into uh, a video game um, in a totally new level then she didn't have any tools to like get through that level because she like, how can I play this level? I have nothing. Um, and I, you know, when I heard that, I thought like, well, great. She knows exactly what's going on. You know, like that was very articulate. That is exactly what's happening. And that is exactly um like almost, God, I don't want to like negate what was going on for her at all, but almost want to say like and there's nothing wrong here then you know there's nothing really wrong here almost use her analogy to kind of point out like and there's nothing wrong here because that is what happens like let's look at life let's look at the machine at work here this is kind of how life goes this is also how growth goes this is how it goes in adulthood too and you know growth is like that it's like leveling up exactly like leveling up i you know used that example earlier and um every time you level up how in the world could you get into your new level with all your tools i mean maybe okay you know i know there's some video games where you actually do 
bring your tools with you and what, but like once you get to a new level, it's a new course, it's new territory and you, and you don't have all the tools that you need to get through it. And that's kind of the deal, right? That's kind of the fun of it. And it might feel overwhelming and like anxiety at the beginning when you're just like, oh God, I just landed in a new level. I don't know what I'm doing here. I have no idea what's about to happen. I don't think I have anything that I need. Oh my God, where do I even go to get it? You know, um, absolutely. But we all relate to that because that is kind of what happens. But knowing, um, okay, that's growth. That's the deal. I will level up and like head nod for the fact that I just leveled up. Like that's great or high five, you know. Um, And what happens in the game? Like let's extend her analogy even further. Like, okay, it is like the game. And what happens in the game? In the game, uh, you don't just drop dead for not having tools, right? I mean, so that's not really a risk. Um, you could drop dead by sitting there paralyzed and not trying anything and waiting until it times out. Like, that could happen. But what do you do? What do you do in the game? If you were telling another gamer, what do you do if you get dropped into a level that you don't even, you know, what's the what's the advice you're going to give them? You're going to say, man, just go, just go, just start going anywhere, just try some things, look around, you'll find some tools, you know, I'm, I'm, you'll get a lay of the land if you start looking around, but maybe go slow, don't run too fast or such and such will knock you down or, you know, whatever, whatever's going on in the video game, but all of it can apply. I mean, it's all a metaphor there. Um but you'll find your tools. You will. It's inevitable. Just keep looking around. You'll see something. It'll start making some sense. You'll get an idea for the lay of the the next level's board or whatever. You'll you'll get a a, a feel for it. Um, just start looking around. Um, and that's kind of it. That's all you can do. You just start walking in a direction, and your tools will start coming. And uh, especially. Can you kind of trust that since you've played this game, like the level before, even though this level may look totally different, some of the skills are going to cross over. I mean, as you start walking around, the things are going to start to connect because you're going to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm used to that. There was a treasure in last level. Oh, yeah. Maybe the treasure is a little different in this level, but I think that is what they're wanting me to do. They're wanting me to get that treasure. Or, you know, like there's things that are translatable. You have to trust. Um that you've been playing this game and it's the same game. It just might look totally different because it's a different level and it's the same game. The, the, the skills you've acquired so far are going to translate. So anyway, that, um, that was another element where it's sort of the same concept of let's look at the machine. Let's take what she's saying. Let's understand um, you know, what our brains are doing here, what it is to be a teen and why this is happening. Let's look at the machine, see if it can offer us some calm and some insight and just, you know, a feel of, okay, I understand a little better or, you know, okay, I know what I'm doing here. Um, or even just some like, uh, sort of, I'm with you on that. I felt that too, you know, that sort of, um, relating uh and the same thing you know okay and so when you're feeling anxiety or when you're feeling like you can't handle things um it's I'm not trying to oversimplify it but I'm just trying to go with her analogy like her analogy works it's spot on um yeah it does feel like holy crap where do I go um and what do I do and this is too much and it's overwhelming uh but 
that is also something that you um, have to take in stride sometimes. Uh, you get to feel it and you get to recognize it and you even get a hug for it, you know, like because it doesn't mean you have to power through and pretend it's not there or, you know, not give yourself any love and support and sympathy for it. Absolutely, you get a hug for it. Um, but then you got to keep walking or if you want to, you know, navigate the level and this like I want to go back a level I don't want to do this level okay you can but you understand what that means I mean you can't and you can right you can stop playing like that's what that means do you want to stop playing uh you know because you can't go back a level uh you can stop playing or you can keep playing and you know of course that is what she was talking about I mean that is what being in a suicidal place is like and again I'm not trying to trivialize that at all all um it just really occurred to me that um you know like i said sharing parenting methods or sharing what you might say to your kids um can help and we might not share that enough with each other for fear that we're like sort of steamrolling over somebody's parenting um but this harmless you know um unattached just like sharing what you might say to your kids uh, without sort of you know an agenda of like advising something or telling them what or someone uh, or telling them what they should be doing uh you know that's that's a totally different thing and it can be really useful and we're not maybe doing that enough because yeah it was just interesting it was nice to see her light up that way and kind of be like and it was surprising to me because I thought like yeah this is kind of basic to me in my head um but it was interesting um, and nice to see that it was like, oh, man, that was really interesting or cool to hear you say because I would have never gone there. But like, yeah, that um, I just wouldn't have thought of that with what I would have said. But that could that's a cool point or that's something that could be really useful or I need to be reminded of that myself or whatever. So. Um, yeah, and it is, it's just how my brain works, right? So we each all have our own ways of, you know, how our brains work and, um, how useful would it be to share those different perspectives coming from those different styles of brains? And to me, understanding the machine, understanding what's at work, understanding, you know, the cogs and the wheels, like why are things turning like this and how it relates to your experience of it. Like, okay, and here's why this experience is kind of like this because, you know, being a teenager is like leveling up and, or being an apprentice and, um, life is like leveling up all the time. And, you know, what do we, what do we do to be a gamer and to, and to let gaming be fun and not just this like pressure filled, you know, overwhelm. We have to kind of treat it like a game. Like it's okay. It's all right. You know, just start walking. It'll, it'll happen. Like have some fun, you know, um, a little bit of that. Um, and again, not to trivialize it, but I, I just liked what it brought out. So I wanted to share. Thank you so much for listening. I've always loved playing with ideas, but usually they just aren't at all what others come up with. So that has made me feel weird for most of my life. Uh, But now I'm determined to take what makes me weird and to try to make it useful. So come and check out all the other podcasts and things that we've got going on at weirdisuseful.com.